Hello. Oh, should I say hello? No, I'm going to say hey. Hey, this is Josiah Jordan James. I play basketball for the University of Tennessee, and you're listening to the No Playbook Podcast. Now in Spanish. <laughs> I'm like, I need to call Santi for that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks for checking out the show. It's the podcast where we talk with the outstanding athletes, coaches, and experts that help to make sports and fitness such an important part of life here in the Southeast. So I was actually fortunate enough to be working in sports marketing right when the whole college NIL thing passed. So I've been lucky enough to, to be a part of a lot of NIL deals, most of those being fun events where we bring well-known college athletes to come interact with kids in the community. That's exactly where I came to meet my guest for today. He's Josiah Jordan James. He's been a, a fan favorite with Tennessee basketball fans for uh, several years. And we've actually been trying for months to find time to get together to do this podcast. So I, I was actually pretty surprised when we finally worked things out to do it right before his season is about to start. I, I know they're very, very busy. So I'm grateful to him for taking the time for me today. He's a great guy, very funny, and, and is course, as you know, uh, outstanding on the court. Uh, by the way, if you like taking part in those events with Tennessee athletes, D1, Hardin Valley, we're partnering with Dick's House of Sport here in Knoxville to bring you a baseball clinic. It's for kids ages 7 to 14. Three current Tennessee baseball players are going to be a part of it. Hunter Inslee, Blake Burke, and the new guy, Billy Amick, the uh, catcher from Clemson, that just transferred. They're all going to be there helping us run things for that baseball clinic. So follow us uh, on Instagram at D1 Harden Valley to catch all the details coming up very soon. I'll get to Triple J right after this. Sit tight. Recruit Me puts the recruiting process in your hands. Most student athletes wait for college coaches to discover them. But coaches are busy and don't always have the time to find them. Recruit Me allows you to build an online profile to share directly with college coaches and is designed to help you enter all of the information coaches want to see. Your stats, your highlight videos, your academic information, your social links, and more. Plus, our team is here to make sure that your profile stands out with personalized suggestions. With over 25,000 coaches in our database, our premium plan gives you access to D1, D2, D3, and NAIA coaches across the country, and more importantly, gives them access to you. Enter your schedule of games and tournaments to let coaches know when and where you're playing so they can come out and watch you shine. Then communicate with interested coaches via our chat feature. When it comes to recruiting, don't make coaches research you. Do the work for them. Get started today at the Recruit Me app, on the web, and in the app stores. At D1 Training, what we do is in our name. Our D1 athletes become D1 athletes. Whether it's Los Angeles Angels pitcher Ben Joyce, high school soccer national MVP Brindley Murphy, or first-round NFL draft pick Cole Strange, we help all athletes reach their full potential. Five-star training system comes straight from D1 strength and conditioning programs, and D1 has trained over 2,000 professional athletes. Many of them started as young as seven years old. Check out D1Training.com to learn more about their facilities in Hardin Valley and Sevierville, and coming very soon to Maryville and the Tri-Cities. How you doing, Casey? Good. How are things? Doing great. Doing great. Just getting ready to get my day started. Um, practicing. School's going well. Yeah, well, thank you. What is your schedule like right now? I'm curious. 
So my schedule is actually not too bad just because I'm in grad school now. So I have two online classes, fully online classes that I that I do throughout the week. But we're lifting four or five times a week, practicing five times a week. So our off days are Sunday and Wednesday. Um, massages on Wednesday. So I definitely look forward to that. But we're just in grind mode. We watch film before practice every day, usually lift. And then we'll have a... Uh, me and D-Care are workout partners. We've been workout partners since, you know, the preseason has started. And so I'll work out with him, with the coach, for about 30 to 45 minutes every day. And then we'll go to film, have practice, and do it all over again the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about when the season starts? How much is there still a lot, a lot of lifting? Do you get a massage day during the season? Yeah, there's a massage day. That's usually the day after the games. Um, the lifting is dialed back about a day or two, and it's not as intense. It's more recovery uh, just to make you, you know, make sure your muscle and your body's feeling good um, from the day to day. And practices aren't as, aren't as grueling on your body. But right now we're, we're in the thick of it. Yeah. Well, one of the things I really wanted to hear about was your trip to Italy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys went went there, played a tournament, and uh, it's you know saw some of the videos. It seemed pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a very eye opening experience. Italy has always been on my bucket list uh, ever since you know I learned about it growing up, and it was just so surreal being there. And it was a lot of fun being there with you know people that you love, teammates that you love, um, the coaches and staff, everybody who was able to you know, join us there. It was it was a lot of fun. We visited three cities in Italy. We stopped in Venice. Uh, we spent a couple of days there. We stopped at Lake Como, uh, Italy, I mean, in, in Rome. And those three spots are, you know, they're so rich with history. The food was outstanding. Uh, I'm not a big pizza guy, or I'm a big pizza guy, but I'm not a big flatbed, flatbread pizza guy. And so I didn't really try that pizza over there but my teammates spoke very high very highly of it my go-to when we were over there was really the pasta any type of pasta um the pasta was amazing we actually did a day where we learned how to make pasta from scratch i don't know if i remember everything that goes into it but it was a really really fun experience to do as a team for outside bonding activity and like you said we were able to play three games over there and so you know getting that opportunity to play outside competition uh that early in the year was was really good for us it it showed us a lot and it was really beneficial for us the the entire trip just the to able to be able to establish a type of camaraderie and you know that we'll we'll be able to take throughout the season yeah now you've been with so many teams what is this your fifth season fifth year so what is this team like uh compared to some of those past teams Man, it's uh, I've loved all the teams that I've been a part of since being here, but this team is is definitely different. Each team is different in its own unique way. I would just say that we've just got a lot of funny guys on this team. Like just being from the trip to Italy, just to being to in the locker room from day to day, before practice, after practice. There's a lot of guys who like they like to keep things lighthearted, and we got a, f- a lot of funny dudes. Like. There's not a day where I'm not excited to go sit in that locker room and just hear Freddie or Jonas or Z, um, whoever's day it is, to just crack jokes and, you know, keep the mood light. But, you know, we've got a team full of hard workers, too. Like when off the court, it's it's great and laughter and we love each other. But on the court, we're going to push each other. 
Uh, we've got a lot of experience, a lot of guys who, you know, know what it takes to win and win at a high level. So it's been a lot of fun being around each other on the court and learning each other's games. Uh, offensively, I feel like we've added so much more. We're so more dynamic, uh, so much more dynamic than in years past, just with the perimeter shooting, the playmaking that we have and the the ability that a lot of players have on this team to just create their own shots. Uh, obviously, defensively, we're going to we're going to do what we always do. But I just say the the, the offensive side has, has definitely grown a lot. Who's a guy that newcomer that like it's going to be a household name soon? I would say there's do I only get to pick one? You can tell me a couple. OK, I would say there's there's probably three. Um, Jordan Ganey, for sure can really, really score the ball, shoot the ball at a high level. And I would I would tie Dalton connect into the same category as him. I don't think I've been around a better perimeter shooter than him. And he scores at all three levels. It's it's a really, really easy playing with him. You get a lot of assists. Uh, you, he does all the hard work, but you just got to give him the ball. Um, and then Freddie Dillion, who was who came in onto the team last year and redshirted. And so he... He's a freshman, but he's really not because he's gotten that experience. And I've been able to, you know, be around him for a lot longer than the other freshmen. But he's really, really dynamic with the ball in his hands and is able to go really anywhere he wants to on the court. Freddie's a guy that uh, so Avery Jamison. I don't know if you, mm -hmm. you know him. He, he's our guy. He worked with us for a long time at D1 and uh, he's been singing Freddie's praises for a year now. Yeah, Freddie's big or maybe time. a little less. Yeah. Yeah, um, Freddie's big time. And he's he's a he's the biggest jokester goofball on the team. Freddie, if you want to laugh, Freddie, Freddie and I actually are locker mates. And so, I mean, there's not a dull moment when you're you're locker mates with him because he's just always joking around. He has so much energy. Um, I don't know how he does it, but Freddie's one of a kind for sure. Yeah. Well, now um one thing I like to talk about with everybody is I'd love to hear recruiting stories. Like, how did you make it from Charleston to Knoxville? Like, what made you choose the Vols? And 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 do you have any cool stories along the way? Yeah, I definitely do. I remember, so Tennessee was my first Power 5 offer. And I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember we were playing against Team Rose in the upstate of South Carolina. And I was playing up. I, I think I was 14 at the time. And I was playing against 17 and under guys and I didn't have a very good game at all. Like I was really disappointed in, in my performance, but coach Schwartz, who's the head coach at East Carolina now, who was my lead recruiter was there. And that was the first time coach Barnes got to see me play. And uh, I remember I was, I was kind of down. We, we ended up losing the game. I didn't play terrible, but it just, we didn't win the game. So I wasn't in great space afterwards, but I remember coach Schwartz uh, looked at me after the game, he was like, give me a call. Um, and so I, once I got to the parking lot, got everything uh, divvied up, I, I gave him a call. And he happened to be in a car right behind me. So he was like, turn around. And so him and Coach Barnes were in the car. And that's when I got my my, my official offer to the University of Tennessee. I was an eighth grader. Uh, it was my eighth grade summer going into my freshman year. And so that was something that I'll never forget. And like I said, I remember it like it was yesterday. And, you know... That was something the relationship that I had with Coach Schwartz stayed with me and, and grew throughout my high school experience. And so when it was time to at the time, we, we were only allowed to take five official visits. And I knew for a fact that was going to be one of them. And when I took my official visit here, I 
I knew exactly this is, was was exactly where I wanted to be at the time. Jordan Bone was on the team. Grant Williams was on the team. Admiral Schofield, Kyle Alexander, and those guys were were vets, obviously, but they showed me. Um, and I, I took multiple unofficial visits here, but uh, one official visit. But through the visits that I had, they showed me what it would take to to be the best version of myself. How I could come in and impact the program and how Coach Barnes has had a positive impact on them. And, you know, they just treated me like their little brother, and that hasn't changed since I've been here. Obviously, I've gotten older, but those are guys who I can still rely on, count on, you know, who are always giving me uh, good brotherly advice. And so I knew after my visit, my official visit here, that this was the place I wanted to be. And so I, I, it was, I think it was like a week and a half after my visit, that's when I decided to commit to the University of Tennessee. And that, that must have been crazy as a, a kid that young, though, getting a, a major yeah, offer. It was. It was. I was really, really blessed to be recruited at a very high level. And one thing that that taught me was people will tell you what you want to hear just so they can get what they want. And you can kind of discern that throughout the recruiting process because there was coaches who would just tell me how great I was, how I was this and I was just you could tell that there was really just they were just saying it just so that, oh, I'd be like, oh, this coach thinks I'm amazing. I want to I want to go play for him. But Coach Barnes, um, one thing that stood out to me about him and the entire staff here, they would always they were at all of my games, not all the entire staff, but at least one guy from the staff was at one of my games. And they would always call me afterwards whether I had a good game or bad game. And they would tell me the things that they, they liked, but also the things that, that I needed to improve on. And they showed me how that or they told me how in their system, uh, you know, how they could develop me as a player on the things that I needed to improve on. And so that was a really big key for me because I knew at the time I was a good player, but I needed to get a whole lot better in a whole lot of areas. Yeah, I just mean as a eighth grader, even a ninth grader, I bet that's like I bet that makes you pretty popular in the school. It definitely did. It definitely did for sure. Um <laughs> I can't lie. It definitely did. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Julius Peppers? Um, yeah, the football player. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So he went to my high school. Okay. And I just remember like him walking around the halls and uh, just <laughs> seeing like people were talking like, that's going to be in the NFL. And <laughs> yeah, that, that, I bet Julius Peppers was big time. Is he in the Hall of Fame? If he's not, he will be soon. Yeah, that's what I feel. Okay. Um, That's awesome. I, I do want to talk with you sometime about Carlston. My sister lives in Mount Pleasant. Okay, beautiful place, beautiful spot down there. Yeah, but every time I go, I love to just. There's great seafood, obviously. Yeah, seafood. So, the seafood is to die for. I. That's one thing I definitely do miss, just about being home. And one thing that I I, I enjoy being back home is just the food, whether it be. The food downtown, my mother's food, my grandmother's food, like the food is definitely something that uh, I miss being here. Yeah. Well, now I do want to talk about. So I've had the benefit of, of being able to be a part of so many cool like uh, NIL events. And just with the work I've done, it's it's been a great connection and, and bringing athletes to the community. You came down to Chattanooga with us to play knockout with some kids. Talk about what that uh, experience was like from your perspective. Man, that was a lot of fun. You know, just being able to get out in the community 
a community that I love so much and I feel like a community that loves me so much, just being able to give back and whether it be um, just a, a couple hours of my time, if I'm able to do it, I definitely want to do it. And that experience was a lot of fun. I was able to meet a lot of new people, a lot, make a lot of new friends. And actually, there's a couple of people who, you know, st I still stay in contact with through social media today. But the event itself was a lot of fun, being able to just go out there and be myself and, and show who I am uh, off the court and the type of person I am. It was a lot of fun. And I am very grateful for you for allowing me to do that. Yeah, it was my, my kids were there. They had a great time. They've got pictures up. Um, hey. You know, something that I made a note of that I've heard you say, or maybe I saw it in an interview uh, sometime last year, I believe it was, where you, your quote was, if everyone knew what this team, what all this team has been through, they'd be even more impressed. Right. You remember that? Do you know what you're referring to there? I definitely do. It was after we lost to FAU in the Sweet 16. And I don't think, well, I know for a fact that, you know, the everyday fan, people who don't play college athletics at a, at a very high level, understand what goes through on a day-to-day -day basis, how much stress and how rigorous our schedule is from day-to-day. -day. But when I was referring to the team, I was just, you know, because I was dealing with injuries. I wasn't able to practice the entire summer, the entire preseason. Um, and I missed like the first three or four games. Julian um, was dealing with a nagging injury. We lose our starting point guard. Um, two games left in the regular SEC regular season. And so our lineup has to completely change. But we were able to still, the year before we made it to the round of 32, we were able to make a, a, a another step in beating a really good Duke team in the round of 32 that next year. And then obviously making it to the Sweet 16. But I just, people don't understand how grueling and how, how much hard work has to go into being a, a top 16 team in, at the end of the year, just because your, your body's been through so much, your mind has been through so much. And then just dealing with the injuries and the stuff that you kind of can't control as a player, but still coming in every day, loving on each other, competing and getting better. And obviously being able to be one of the last 16, 16 teams standing, I think was, was progress and is something that we shouldn't hold our head down for. Obviously, we're upset that we lost and, and didn't make it further and wasn't the last team standing, um, like every other team who who wasn't the last team standing. But we fought, and there's nothing that we should be ashamed of because, you know, it wasn't easy. The FAU team were just shooting out of their mind that second half too. They 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 had a really good really good run, um, and. You know, they were a really, really tough team. I don't think they lost a conference game all year. And they made it to the Final Four. They honestly should have won and made it to the national championship. I think they were up by like 20 points in their Final Four game against San Diego State. But, yeah, they were they got hot, they got hot at the right time. Yeah, no mm -hmm. question. So I got a, a little, uh, little speed round for you, and you've kind of hinted at a couple of these. Um, I asked all these questions to Olivier last year, and – the first one is who's the funniest on the team? Funniest on the team would have to be Freddie. Okay, so he said Jonas. I, I knew he was going to say that Jonas. If Freddie wasn't on the team, it would definitely be Jonas. Jonas, there. I would say Freddie just because I interact more with Freddie in the locker room because he's right next to me. But it could go either way. It's like a 
you just got to flip a coin. But see, I feel like you're pretty silly too. I have my days. I'm getting older, though. So I really some days I don't have a lot of energy to joke around. And so I'll just be the laughter. I'll just be the audience. I don't really like to take the main stage as much. But on days when I have a lot of energy and I get my my sleep in, I I can crack a few jokes and and keep things lighthearted. Who's going to have the longest playing career? Longest playing career? I'd probably say Santi. Okay. Um, and also I'm, I'm thrilled about both of you guys coming back. Appreciate that. That, that must've been a, uh, was it a tough decision? It was, but it really wasn't. I felt like whatever decision I made was a win-win situation for me, whether I decided to go pro or come back, but just looking at everything that the university has done for me and seeing how the season played out last year, just not being able to be at my best because of injury. And, you know, the the space that I was in at the time and, you know, my body's feeling great and has since I, I, I made my decision. I felt like it was only right that I come back and, you know, try to make history. Yeah. Who would make the best coach? Ooh, the best coach. I'd have to say Santi again because he's one of, if not the smartest basketball players I've ever been around. Oh, interesting. And this yeah. is a doozy. Uh, which teammate would you least want to date your sister? <laughs> I'm going to also go Freddie on that one. So Santi and Freddie <laughs> got majority of the votes. There you go. Yeah. Um. All right. So last question. Everybody gets this on the show. Share with me one unforgettable lasting sports memory. And it doesn't even have to be as a player. It could be as a spectator if you'd like. Okay. Well, I would say the one that comes to mind first is just winning the, the SEC tournament down in Tampa my junior year. And just the the joy and happiness that everybody had just seeing, you know, how far we were able to come from the start of the season or forget the start of the season from when the team got together for our first summer team meeting and, you know, grinding through summer workouts and preseason and just hitting our, our stride at the right time. I think it was really after we lost to Texas that we really got everything together and, you know, things started to go upwards for us. And then we, ne- we really never looked back and just going into that tournament, just trying to tr- treat every game like it was a championship game and coming in with the right attitude and, you know, not knowing that we weren't going to be perfect, but just being able to compete on both ends of the floor and then finally beating Texas A&M is, is something that I'll never forget. We, we have a little bit of jewelry to show for it. And so, that memory is definitely one that I would probably say is my best sports memory. I remember you and I talking about this earlier in the year, but what do you think is going on with Coach Barnes whenever you play Texas? Do you think there's a little something extra there? 100%. And he he tries not to allude to it, but we know as players, like we we, we talked about it each time before we played, like, this game is 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 serious. Every game is serious, but this means this mean this game means more just because of you know the history he has with them. I think he was fired actually, and I don't think any, I don't think that was the right decision for sure. But you know, we definitely have a chip on our shoulder going into the game every time we got to play them. Yeah, and I did want to ask you: Do you have any thoughts about whenever eventually years from now? your playing career's over. What would you like to do and get into? Um, I don't know. I feel like 
it changes day to day for me. I really don't know yet, but coaching has always been something that I want to do just to be able to give back, whether it be really coaching at any level, just being able to give back to the community and and share my knowledge and experience with others just because basketball has been such a big part of my life since I was as young as I can remember. And so I think coaching is something that I'll definitely want to get into someday. Yeah. And, and, and it's always fun. Like, so Jawan Smith, former Vol mm-hmm. from, from way back, he, he's going to start coaching with us at D1 after he had, you know, a long career away from basketball. So right. uh, I think stuff like that and get into coaching is it's fun for a lot of guys like you. Definitely. I, I, I I definitely I don't know what form it'll be whether it's you know hopefully one day when I have kids whether it's just their games or at a, at the division one level or the professional level but I definitely could see myself coaching for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Uh, I I really appreciate it, Josiah Jordan James. Thank you for taking the time. Best of luck this season. We will be uh, rooting you on, buddy. Oh man, I appreciate you. All right. Thank you so much for taking out the podcast. Please leave me a rating and write a short review. Go ahead and subscribe so you can catch the uh, next episode right when it drops. Of course, thanks again to Josiah Jordan James for joining me on the podcast today. Make sure you can follow him on social media and follow me, please, on TikTok and Instagram at NoPlaybookPod.